miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Good morning, you dirty bastards. December, December, January the 5th, 2022. Got my dates wrong there. I hope everybody's week is going pretty good so far. I know mine is. Busy, busy. I should go ahead and warn listeners ahead of time that this show is going to involve some extremely explicit material. I am going to talk about sex. I'm not going to be gross about it, but I am going to use foul language, and I am going to use a lot of scientific terminology when it comes to talking about people's naughty parts. But before I begin, let me give you an update on my diet. I told you guys that I was going to be dieting, and I meant that, and I really did. I have started drinking my protein shakes again. I am eating lots of rice, frozen vegetables, and lean chicken, fiber, cereal. I think I mentioned that earlier. The fiber in the hole. <laughs> yeah. You know what that does. I went, uh, I went two straight days without eating anything bad, and then I had a pizza from Domino's and back to dieting. So it's not like I can give you a whole lot of progress, but I, I have just in the small amount of time that I changed my diet, I did actually lose two pounds. So that's kick ass. I actually thought I had lost a lot more because my scale was on top of a bottle cap. See, I, I, I like to drink this Topo Chico mineral water and I pop the tops of them, and I just kind of fling them wherever. So I guess one of them got under my digital scale, like right dead center on, under my digital scale, and I stood on it, and it showed that I lost 20 pounds, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got off of it. I got back on. It registered the same thing, and I'm like, this motherfucker is broken. And so I picked it up, and I was like shaking it, and then I realized that there was a Topo Chico bottle cap where I had picked it up from, took the cap away, magically gained 20 pounds. So that was funny. But I, I mean, if I had lost 20 pounds in three days, I would be seriously worried that either I was sick or that um, or that I was colon blowing myself like way too much. I don't know if it's possible to lose 20 pounds in three days. Maybe with the right amount of fiber. I don't know. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine from Houston, and we were talking about her boyfriend and she was saying that that she had she was saying that she had caught him talking like guys do you know how guys do and she said i can't believe that you know he talks about other women and he talks about sexual stuff with his friends and i thought that i was the only woman he looked at you know i don't want to crush any woman's dreams in fantasy land about men I mean, everybody looks. It's just not everybody acts on it, but everybody looks. And yeah, guys act different when their girlfriends aren't around. Girlfriends, wives, whatever. I'm sure women do too. I mean, what did did you really believe that your boyfriend was different from every other man on earth? Like, she sees your friends all the time when she's around, and they're always talking about butt sex and gross shit and eating ass. And then what does he tell you? Like, does she go... You act like that when I'm not around. What? No. I'm that one guy in the history of men 
even if you don't mean it, women, hear me, and I'm, I'm really serious, I'm not even making a joke when I say this, even if your man loves you 100% and he doesn't look at other women, and he is only attracted to you, and that is possible, I've been in a relationship like that, but even if that's true, when you're with your guy friends and you get to talking about stuff, you have to join into the conversation. I can't tell you how many times I've been around a group of guys talking about shit, especially long before I had any experience. And when they start talking about stuff, you got to talk about it too. It's just like, remember a uh, 40-year-old virgin? He's like, you know, when, like when you touch a boob and it's like a bag of sand. Oh my God, man. I faked my way through so many conversations with guy friends talking about things I had not a fucking clue about but would have definitely gotten me punched by my girlfriend. Girls, you got to understand, if you were hanging around with a bunch of your guys and they'd be like, hey, Joe, would you tear that shit up? And you'd be like, hey, hey, now you guys know I have a girlfriend. Okay? Even if I was attracted to her, which I'm not because I have a girlfriend, I'm not going to disrespect her like that and talk about that. Okay? I'm dead serious, guys. Okay, so stop asking me. No, you're probably better off not knowing anything ever about what goes on in your boyfriend's mind. Especially the things he probably keeps to himself. I've never lied to my girlfriends or my wife, ex-wife. If I didn't want to tell them the truth, I just didn't answer the question. Kind of like divert things, you know? Like, so, I guess you used to have really good sex with your ex, huh? You know who I saw the other day? That bitch that you don't like? She was talking about you. This conversation with my girlfriend from Houston, unnamed, got me thinking, put me down the rabbit hole when it came to things like sex and other people. So I did a search, and I looked up statistics. Because out of curiosity, I thought I would share them with you. The interesting ones, anyway. These are commonly searched topics, and <laughs> already laughing on the inside like a 12-year-old who just found his first nudie magazine. So these are sexual statistics according to the Kinsley Institute. The Kinsley Institute fields a multitude of questions about sexuality, gender, reproduction, and other topics, according to their website. I am only going to go through the ones whose title piques my interest. So, shall we? <laughs> Take me down the rabbit hole. Okay, masturbation. More than half of women ages 18 to 49 reported masturbating during the previous 90 days. Okay, no surprise there. Rates were highest among those 25 to 29 years old and progressively lesser in older age groups. Okay, that all sounds legit. Approximately one-third of women in all relationships in the 60 to 69-year cohort reported recent masturbation. So that's one-third of all women over 60. That is definitely news to me. All right, so, the orgasm. About 85% of men report that their partner had an orgasm at the most recent sexual event. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Let me say that again and then comment on it. About 85% of men report that their partner had an orgasm at the most recent sexual event. I think that what this statistic is leaving out is that 100% of their partners fucking faked it. <laughs> 85%. Yeah. 
85%. Yeah, of course they said that. I've always asked my ex-girlfriends, you know, like, come on, you know, we're not together anymore. And half of them fucking hate me. Like, you know, did I? Did I make you? Did you? And it's about half of, half, yeah. Some say, sometimes they faked it, you know, because I was tired. And, you know, it's the it's common knowledge, you know. There have been times when I wanted to fake it, except that, you know, you can't as a man. Or could you? You could get one of those, you get one of those, uh, like, old school ketchup mustard bottles, you know, except, like, get one that's white for mayonnaise. And just fill it up with something, I don't know, do they make fake semen? Oh, who am I kidding? This is 2022. They probably made fake semen 2,000 years ago. People probably sold it as snake oil. So anyway, you get on Amazon and you order your fake semen. You fill up your white mayonnaise bottle. Tuck it away under the blanket. You're tired or you just want to watch the game. You go. You give her a little, oh, yes, yes. It's, yes, I'm going to reach for the bottle. Really mash that thing, and boom. Now you're free to do whatever you want. Men are more likely to orgasm when sex includes vaginal intercourse. Women are more likely to orgasm when they engage in a variety of sex acts and when oral sex or vaginal intercourse is included. Yeah, that's, that's like um, an old girlfriend of mine told me. She said, when you start kissing a woman, you're on the clock. You know, so you gotta, you can't just, you just can't go for the end zone immediately. Pun completely intended. I mean, who doesn't like to be eroticized? Into, I like to be kissed on the neck and, and fondled and whatnot. Everyone does. And a woman's going to have a much, much better chance of coming to orgasm if you put some time into her body, not just one specific part of it. You gotta explore, man. Listen to Joey the Doctor. Listen to the Doctor of Love, baby. Oh, yeah. You're on with Joey the Love Doctor. Women are much more likely to be nearly always or always orgasmic when alone than with a partner. However, among women currently in a partnered relationship, 62% say that they are very satisfied with the frequency and consistency of orgasm. So when women are alone, they're much like, okay, all right. It is possible to experience both genital and non-genital orgasm, even for some individuals with spinal cord injuries. Now, where the fuck did they get that information? The paraplegics taking these surveys? I didn't know you could have an orgasm with a spinal injury. Who knew? Next topic, pornography. In a survey of adolescents 10 to 17 years old, internet users found 42% had been exposed to internet pornography in the past year, and the other 58% were lying because their parents were watching them take the fucking test, survey, whatever. In a national study, 14% of people reported having used a sexually explicit website ever. That is such a fucking bullshit statistic, man. This is a multi-trillion dollar industry. The whole world runs on, don't fucking lie. You're telling me that 10 to 17 year olds with internet access, only 42% of them had looked at internet pornography. Liars. Pants. Flaming. In a national study, 14% of people 
in the U.S. reported having used a sexually explicit website ever. Oh, that is such fucking bullshit. What a bunch of baloney. 25% of men reported visiting a porn site in the previous 30 days. 25%? Was that because the other 75% weren't available to take the test? To, to answer the survey question? 4% of women reported visiting porno sites in the same time frame. Yeah, I buy that. That sounds about right. <laughs> Frequent kissing or cuddling predicted happiness in the relationship for men, but not for women. Uh, I, don't, I don't really understand that. Frequent kissing or cuddling predicted happiness in the relationship for men. So a man thinks if there's frequent kissing or cuddling, it predicts there's going to be happiness in the future for a relationship. However, a woman does not think that frequent kissing and cuddling predicted it. I, that's got to be backwards. Men are always so, like, duh, not in public. And girls are always like, come on. I admit, I'm a little bitch. I love being kissed. I love kissing. I love hugging. I love holding hands. I'm a total sappy, romantic dork. I've always been that way. I've always been monogamous. Never cheated. Try my hardest not to lie unless it's going to absolutely destroy someone's feelings. And I love affection. I love being affectionate. Being in love feels great. Being hurt, on the other hand, they say it is better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Yeah, well, fuck you. Whoever said that obviously had never really been in love. Sexual orientation. Kinsey heterosexual homosexual rating scale, also known as the Kinsey scale, an estimated 3.5% of adults in the United States identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual. Wow. 3.5% of America. Heh. And 100% of my friend Aaron identifies as flaming gay. Percentage of men and women aged 15 to 44... Percentage of men and women aged 15 to 44 years of age who have had 15 or more opposite-sex sexual partners in their lifetime is 21.8% for men, 10.6% for women. I'm calling bullshit on the women. <laughs> you better hook these women up to some fucking lie detectors when they're taking these tests. These fast-ass women around here. Shit. 10% have had 15 or more partners. <laughs> They mean like ever, not, you know, just in the last week. Like, oh girl, I almost hit 15. It's been a slow month. Transgender. An estimated 0.3% of adults are transgender. 0.3%. Well, then I ask you, America, why do they take up 50% of my fucking newsfeed? Man, I mean, everything is transgender this, transgender that on the news all the time. And did they make up 0.3% of all people? Man, that's got to be all media-fueled. Boy, you just start barking and anything for a fucking story in this country. Well? Eh, it's whatever. I don't know any transgender people, I don't think. I, I mean, Aaron could be transgender. That's a very big possibility. He's got tits. Okay, I'm done talking about the sex stuff. I hope those statistics were entertaining to you. I hope you enjoyed them. Move on to something else now. Something that was actually bugging me today. I was watching, I was catching up on Fear the Walking Dead because uh, one of my favorite actors is in it now, uh, Garrett Dillahunt. I did not know that until I was uh, I was watching another show he's on and I just happened to like look it up on IMDb 
and see what he was up to now, and it shows that he was on Fear the Walking Dead. If you don't know who Garrett Dillahunt is, he is, uh, if you've ever seen Deadwood, he played two different characters in Deadwood. Uh, one of them killed Wild Buffalo, Wild Bill, Wild Bill Hickok, like in real life, even though this is a semi-fictitious show. Uh, he was in, he was one of the stars of Raising Hope. If you haven't seen Raising Hope, I highly recommend it. It's hilarious. Very black humor. It's made by Greg Garcia, the same person who made My Name is Earl. So it's exactly that kind of humor. Very twisted, white trash, fucking dark black humor. Hysterical. So anyway, I decided to watch the episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead that I hadn't seen that had Garrett Dillahunt. And then it reminded me of how The Walking Dead is still on. Which I, in the beginning, actually all through like six or seven seasons, I was absolutely glued to this show. Couldn't get enough of it. And I was reminded of the fact that I watched all those seasons and not once did I ever know that Andrew Lincoln was English. You know, Andrew Lincoln, he plays Rick Grimes, the number one main character of The Walking Dead. He's from it. I, I guess his character is from Atlanta. It's not like they ever really specify that I can recall, but he's got an accent, a Southern one. It's not too thick. I never really thought that he was actually from Atlanta and had a Southern accent, but I damn sure didn't think he was English. This is like the same shit when I had watched House for like 35 seasons and then found out that Hugh Laurie was English. Okay, so my point is, is that when I hear Andrew Lincoln being interviewed or Hugh Laurie being interviewed now and they're speaking with their normal accent... It doesn't sound real to me. I feel like they're fucking faking it. I honest to God feel like the whole country of England is playing this giant joke on America. Have you ever heard an, an American try to do an English accent? It's fucking horrible, right? You go, that's, you know, but you if you know they're American, and then they're pretending to be English, right? You go, oh, that's just terrible. But have you ever thought about it? Maybe it's not terrible, because have you ever heard someone that really does talk like an English person? I can't take that seriously. How is it that English actors can do such beautiful, perfect American accents and Americans cannot do English accents for shit? And every time any one of them does, everyone in the UK goes, oh, wow, that's bloody awful. There's got to be some conspiracy going on here, okay? Hear me out. Back when the colonists left for America, right? Okay, he, they're, they're getting on their ships, sailing to the Americas. You're like, all right then, let's set sail for the Americas. Here we are. And they sh they they sail their ships all over to the to what would become the colonies. They set up shop over there, right? Okay, before America becomes a country, you know, they're they're setting up colonies and they're making friends with the Native Americans and Turkey Day and all that shit. At some point, I feel like there was some sort of town meeting and. You know, when everyone started saying, like, oh, we're not going back to England, we're going to stay here and we're going to make our own country, we're going to revolt. I can imagine there's a, there was this town meeting, and it's like, all right, if that'd be all on the docket, if no one else has anything that they'd like to add to today's program, I will retire now to my laboratory and continue my experimentations on giving myself a big wang and not pleasuring my wife in the bedroom whatsoever. Oh, I see there's a hand up in the back row there. Yes, uh, Sir John Dickenhand. Uh, yes, sir. I had an idea. It strikes me as a little silly that we all continue to talk like this now that we are in the Americas. 
Do you not agree? I'm sorry, Sir Dickenhand. I, I, I don't quite follow. What, what, what do you mean? Could you elaborate on this subject a little bit more for the rest of us? Uh, well, what I'm saying is that as the most pretentious race of people who have been the original white supremacists for the last thousand years, who have controlled greater portions of Africa, the Middle East, and India, and pretty much everyone, you know, thinks we're dicks, right? <laughs> yes, cheerio. <laughs> Bloody funny it is. And I, I, I just, I thought, I thought maybe, just, just maybe, now that we're here in America, you know, we for, for so long, we've all had that step up a lip and talk to that, but that's, you know, the way we, we talk. And I thought maybe we could relax a little bit on the accent, just a little bit. Hmm, relax on the accent, you say. So you are proposing that we sound less British? Well, less British and also less pompous and pretentious and... A little more relaxed, maybe perhaps even a little more free. I think that the years and years of high society and lording over anything that's not white, it maybe we've got a little bit of pretentiousness in our accent, you think? I thought maybe we could dial it down. I even thought perhaps we could just drop it all together. Not even talk like this anymore. Hmm. That is... Remarkable. A remarkable point. Well, let me take it to the floor. Does, by show of hands, does anyone else here feel that we should drop the British accents now that we're in the Americas? That's, uh... Oh, wow. It appears to be unanimous. Okay. Then, uh, the votes have it. We will drop the accent. Ah, bloody good, sir. Oh, thank God. I, I, I just can't talk like that anymore. I gotta tell you. I know, bro, right? Holy shit, it feels good. It's, I've been talking like that for so fucking long. I want to punch myself in the dick every time I hear the words come out of my mouth. Oh, my God. Okay, listen, you guys, you uh, spread the word throughout the colonies. Let everybody know that we're dropping that stupid accent. And, uh, uh sir, Joseph Brooklyn, could you head over to South New York and, and spread the word? Hey, fucking forget about it. I'll let all those motherfuckers know. Fucking Mooley's down there. I'll say no more of this prissy fucking English bullshit. And when the Redcoats came, they said, oh, bloody hell, they're talking with their natural accents. And that's how that came to be. And if you look at the Scots and the Irish, I think that they hated the English so much that they just took their stupid accent and made it even stupider. Now, don't get me wrong, Scottish accent is beautiful, but it's so silly. I have a friend whose dad is from Scotland, and he has the coolest accent, but every time he talks, I'm like, dude, you've been here for 30 years, like, how do you still sound like that? I don't know. I feel like if I moved somewhere, I'd start talking like them, like anywhere, you know, like even if it was like India, I'd start having an Indian accent. I know I definitely pick up the Australian thing. My friend who my friend's dad who is Scottish, his him and his wife, they are both and his wife, oh my god, her accent is so so thick. And I love her to death. She's such a beautiful sweet woman, but I go over to their house and I talk to them and I can't understand anything she's saying to me. 
and we're speaking the same language, I thought, and she'll be talking to me and talking to me, and I'm just nodding my head, and apparently at some point she'll have asked me a yes or no question, and I'm like, uh, and I'm nodding, and I'm nodding, and she goes, well, fucking yes or no, and I'm like, ah, oh, what, what, huh? <laughs> So yeah, the English, they stuck to their guns after they became, or after they came to the Americas with the Redcoats, and they fought us, and they lost, and they said, well, fuck them, we're going to stick with this stupid accent till the end of time, and that's it. And that's why we celebrate the 4th of July in England. <laughs> I broke out my MIDI today, I was feeling creative, and I don't know why, but I decided that I was going to see if I could recreate Peter Piper by Run DMC. Not everybody knows this song. That's fine. You may, you've probably heard it. You just don't know it. But it's an 80s song. It's from the album Raising Hell. And it's awesome. It's the first rap album I ever owned. The first album I ever owned that had bad words on it. And Peter Piper is the first track on there. And I tried to make it. I tried to recreate it. And so I'm going to use that as my bye-bye music. Because it's that time. I don't, I have no idea why I'm explaining this to you, but yeah. Tell me if you think it sounds like Peter Piper. All right. Send me an email. That guy loves cake at yahoo.com. I am so fucking sick and tired of not getting any mail from people I don't know. I want to hear from my listeners. I want you to say, hey, next episode, I want to hear you talk about this. I'm, I'm sitting here doing the Italian hand, you know? I'm like, hey, what do you hear you talk about this, you know? Talk about this on your fucking show. I don't even know why I'm doing it. I mean, here I am in my room alone, and I'm doing that. Fucking forget about it, eh? Next time on your show, why don't you talk about something else, you fucking movie? That guy loves cake at yahoo.com. Shows are Monday, Wednesday, Friday now, which means I have to put a lot more work in, and I love attention. So please, 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 show me some love. And spread it around. Tell your friends. Say, look, that guy loves cake. This crazy person in Texas, he just babbles. But he's fun to listen to. So, you know, here, check it out. Here's his Spotify. Here's his YouTube. Why am I still... Why is he still talking? Why is this show still going on? Mommy, turn it off. It, it says the F word all the time. That guy loves cake at yahoo.com. Tell your friends. Tell your kids. No, don't tell your kids. Tell your grandparents, tell your neighbors, tell your co-workers, pass it around, send me an email. I'll see you Friday. Peace! <laughs>